No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm here with Draco, the ruler's lawyer. Introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, my name is John Hamasaki. I'm a uh, criminal defense lawyer. I'm based in San Francisco. Uh, this is the first uh, real case I've dealt with in L.A. And, and uh, I've learned a lot about the Los Angeles criminal justice system and policing and prosecutors down here, which has been uh, horrifying. But How did you get wrapped up in this severe, uh, typically doing law in San Francisco, and this is a very L.A. case? This is a <laughs> that's a fair statement. This is a very L.A. case, and I've gotten a uh, 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 L.A. for dummies over the two months of the trial this summer. Right. Um, so I originally became involved in a case of a um, Richmond uh, Bay Area rapper, Laz the Boy, um, where it was a, another case where prosecutors were prosecuting somebody. Um, based in part on on their hip hop lyrics, mm. um, really focusing on it. Uh, and this was about four years ago, and there was started to be a national conversation around this. There was a New York Times piece and an LA Times piece actually that discussed that case. Uh, and so I got a lot more involved in um, you know all of the issues surrounding the prosecution of artists mm. um, by law enforcement and prosecutors. Um, and so I got to know sort of a community of academics, advocates, artists that were all, you know, saw this issue happening, saw it unfolding in our in our court system, saw the way it was being used to um, target, harass, and, and prosecute and imprison young black artists primarily. Um, and so uh, there's uh, a... Now, what was the description for Jeff Weiss? I said, what, what did I say? <laughs> I said something about he's just a gatekeeper, a pillar of of, of gate, just a, a watcher, the, the guy who's really sort of just been doing the Lord's work, documenting L.A. hip hop uh, nonstop, regardless of the extent to which it's popular. Like, that doesn't really matter so much to Jeff. It's like he's paying attention and documenting important stuff going on in the culture. And it's a very valuable service. Yeah. So, uh Jeff was following the case. I think Jay, Jeff uh, was one of the people who, who early on really appreciated Draco's talent. Um, and Long before any kind of legal trouble, for sure, yeah. Yeah, right. And so he wasn't one of the people who was just kind of like, hey, jump on the you know Draco kind mm. of movement. Um, and so he kind of saw what was happening uh, and saw that Draco was just getting um, abused by the, the, the L.A. court system Um and realized they needed somebody who had experience in these type of issues and had experience um, with the prosecution of rappers. Um, and so he reached out to one of the academics, uh, a guy named uh, Eric Nielsen, who's a professor at the University of Richmond. Um, and Eric and I have known each other since back um, from that case about four or five years ago. And he said, hey, if it's in California, you know, you got to talk to John. And at first, I was just going to consult with the lawyer that was working on the case and try to help him out. And then um, it became apparent that uh, my presence here would be of benefit. Okay. So, yeah. So in terms of the actual case, because the reason why so much of this is based on uh, lyrics and things that have been done in music videos and such is because there really isn't any evidence tying Draco to this case it's the, it all stems back to the shooting that took place at a uh it was a pajama party yeah. of some sorts 
That's correct. A pajama jam. Right. Uh, and more or less, a couple of guys show up. They see some guys that they don't like. They shoot at them. Uh, a couple of guys get hit, but one of them dies. And uh, Drago the Ruler was nowhere to be found. Wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, wasn't anywhere nearby, right? Well, no, he he was actually there, and and he did know um, the shooters. Oh, okay. But just just to be clear, and that's all that's all been um, public. He's never hidden from that. Um, but did he actually even make it into the party? Didn't he show up and not even actually enter? Yeah. So there was they were hanging out, and a group of people just kind of um, I think the term used was parking lot pimping, right. and. Uh, some people who had disagreements with another person um, about certain things uh, had guns and shot them. But and so those people knew Draco, but they there's no evidence to suggest that he directed them to go there to deal with anyone. Well, no, there, th that that was the famous um rj conspiracy theory right right which i, th I think you've probably heard about yeah the, the idea that uh, greedo had gone there basically to pursue and potentially kill fellow la rapper rj even though rj was not supposed to be there was not there never intended to be there was not billed as being there and he himself has said that he didn't believe that draco had any desire to yeah. kill him at that time right absolutely i mean it was it was uh I, Thankfully, the jurors were able to see through it, but the prosecution, they really believe, I don't know if I want to say believed in that, but that's the theory they pushed. Um, you know, anybody, and this is, you know, some of the things I've learned about L.A. and L.A. culture and parties down here, this was not some party that R.J. would be at, right? right. This was a, you know, low-key, janky kind of party in a warehouse with, you know, uh, not that many people like it's just like not it's not it wasn't credible it wasn't reasonable it wasn't logical there was no reason rj would be there but that was a way they could bring him into the case and and, and tie him to the shooting and say he was there with this group of people that um were really there to kill rj even though rj was never going to be there, and then they killed somebody else. Right, yeah. and and so Draco's name gets inserted into the conversation surrounding this murder because he the the detectives are listening to a wiretap to an unrelated case, and they hear Draco's name said. Is that correct? Yeah. So what happened is um, at the time Draco had a pretty uh, flashy Mercedes that people knew. Um, and s people saw him leave after the, the shooting and people like, oh, there goes Draco's car. You know, Draco did it because he's obviously the big name of anybody at this party. Right. And so that's that's how the rumor started. And then um, the detective essentially gets the name and starts watching music videos. Right. Yeah. And if you watch Draco's videos, I mean, there's a lot of lean, there's a lot of guns, there's a lot of just him with his homies hanging out. You could see how, from somebody's perspective, if they wanted to paint him as a villain, that they could just take a look at his music videos and think, oh, there's a whole lot of ammunition to work with here. Yeah, but I, I would, I would uh, you know, I think um, kind of looking back at, at hip hop and rap historically, um, you know, the, the one thing the prosecutors and the police were not able to do is accept that a young black man who grew up in South Central, like Draco, 
could actually be an artist. Right. Right. And this is I, I, like nobody in the real world um, outside of the, the, the prosecution team, you know, who's reviewed Draco's history, his music, what people have said about him, have doubted him as being an artist, but they wanted to remove it from all the context of art and say, you know, this is a, a young black guy talking about, you know, things that exist in South Central Los Angeles, shooting guns, drugs, lean, and say, because he's rapping about it, well, therefore he must be doing it. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a real, um, it's a real problem. It's a real outrage and it's being done uh, all over California. And, and I was just reading the article that came out today in the Guardian about this case, and they, I guess they, they honed in on really specified this one lyric, where Draco just says something like "chopper make him go," uh, which yeah. is like if you know about rap, you know that that's just any rapper could just say that. It's like rappers right. say casual lines about guns and violence all the time. There's no need to read into it. That is the most generic. Rap lyric that is not meant to say that he committed any sort of specific action at all. The idea that that lyric would be put under a microscope is quite frankly terrifying. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's what got me out of San Francisco down to L.A. was, um, you know, um, Jeff Weiss reached out to Eric and Eric put put us in touch. And then, you know, I talked to Draco from from jail a few times and you know, what he was telling me, I was like, mm, you know, doing criminal work, um, people tell you a lot of things that mm. once you start to review the case might be a little bit of a stretched interpretation or might not be supported by the actual evidence. Right. So I actually flew down here and sat in a, in, in a um, visiting room with him at Men's Central Jail for like four hours the first time. Um, and we just went over everything. And I was like, man. It, this seems all what he's saying seems all credible and right and supported by the evidence. But why are the prosecutors and the police over here? Um, and, you know, when I did actually get a hold of the discovery, the police reports, the grand jury transcript, um, it really was as as horrifying as as uh, I think people have um, imagined it to be. Right. And so this case has already been to trial and Draco was found not guilty on the vast majority of his counts aside from like possession of a firearm, correct? Correct. I mean, and, and to be clear, so I think it's important that people understand from somebody who even by their own theory uh, didn't know the murder was going to happen, but they still prosecuted him. They sought uh, what's called special circumstances murder, which is essentially makes you death eligible. And they kept the death penalty on the table against Draco up until right before trial. So they were seeking death up until a few months before trial for somebody that by their own witnesses and evidence did not know the shooting was gonna occur, did not encourage the shooting to occur, did not want the shooting to occur. But their argument is that because Draco was part of a, what is really a rap group called the Stink Team, but which they're trying to portray as a gang, uh, which is actually really notable because Draco is like one of the few LA rappers who for the most part has basically avoided really characterizing himself as part of a, a gang. Right. I and mean, Stink yeah. Team has always been a rap group. Everybody has always regarded it as that. Um, 
to, to call it a gang is really kind of stretching the interpretation of what a gang is. The Stink Team was not a gang in the sense that, you know, the, the Pyrus are a gang or right. that, you know, the, 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 any of the various Crip sets around Long LA are, are a gang. But they're saying that because they consider the Stink Team a gang and because there was potentially violent acts carried out by members of the Stink Team, it doesn't matter that Draco wasn't aware of those acts and, or that he had anything to do with planning them, alleged acts, but it's because he would have ultimately benefited from those acts as a member of this gang, which is actually a rap group. So that's that's the 182.5 charge, and that's the one that is um, especially problematic. I think it's been um, there's been a fair amount of writing about it by uh, – journalists and and um, people in the legal profession because uh, there was a there was a pretty infamous famous case in San Diego of a rapper named Tiny Do mm. who was um, you know the, by the prosecution's theory gang affiliated but you know by by some prosecution's theory anybody that grows up in a community that has gangs in it and they know gang members they're gang affiliated right so there are a lot of different levels to which you can be in a gang we know a lot of people right. who grew up on a crip block they might say crip once in a while they might wear a blue hat once in a while but they don't take any sort of action in terms of any sort of criminal behavior and then there's some people who actually become part of those organizations in a right. serious way. And so 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 um this guy uh his name is Brandon Duncan and he's actually um him and Aaron Harvey who are the two of the defendants who were charged in San Diego like this have reached out and tried um offered to help and they're actually helping with with this case and getting the word out which has been great. But in that case the judge took a look at it and dismissed the 182.5 charges. Here um in this case the 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 jury hung on those, uh, meaning there was a mistrial declared because the jury couldn't reach, reach a verdict. Uh, the charge was seven to five for acquittal. And a juror reached out to me afterwards, the day afterwards, because he was just, you know, really so um, moved in a, in, a, in a negative way by things that the prosecution had done. Um, to let me know, hey, you know, even on that count, we were 10 to 2 up until the last vote for acquittal. Mm. And so the other charge that he's still facing, again, that was final, 10 to 2 for acquittal. So generally, um, in my experience, prosecutors, you don't refile when somebody has 10 out of 12 jurors voting to acquit them. Mm. Um, and, you know, not being an L.A. LA um, attorney, I spoke to a group of LA attorneys out here and just, hey, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Will they refile? Like, no, no way. There's not. There's no reason, you know. Um, but you know, they've 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 made a decision. They announced it uh, last month that they want to proceed and and try to give him life in prison. All right. And do you think is it any is it that there's a particular beef with Draco from Detective Hardiman or any other officers that have just a real sheer animosity for the guy or is this a case where it's just sort of the LAPD as a whole just not wanting to see a real true right. LA gangster rapper flourish yeah, I mean, I think it's so. This was um, the detective in this case. This this became, I believe, somewhat of an obsession for him. Um, it was a it was a really strange case to review because, um, you know, pretty soon within a a few weeks or I'm sorry, within a month afterwards, they had a they knew who the shooters were. 
right? Mm. Draco didn't have anything to do with the shooting. They knew that. They had a, a an informant who testified who said, no, uh, actually the shooting broke out. And Draco thought that they were being shot at and ducked under the steering wheel, mm. right? It was just trying to avoid the gunfire. Um, that's That's been undisputed, right? So, um, you know, the the... I don't know the idea. The idea that 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 um, it's why why the detective focused on on him. I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, trying to get in somebody else's head is 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 tough. You know, there's a lot of challenges that that I've you know you learn about even outside of L.A. about mm. L.A. policing, right? Um, this is actually L.A. Sheriff's Department. It's not LAPD. Mm, okay. Um, you know, LAPD actually uh, went through a series of reforms uh, over the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And um, I think there's still some challenges within the sheriff's department. Okay. So yeah. you think this might sort of be almost like a relic of like an old time LA cop mentality where they're sort of being allowed to prosecute them in a way that maybe wouldn't fly with the LAPD? I, you know, well... You know, generally, there's a lot of there's checks and balances in our criminal justice system. And if a police bring a case that shouldn't be prosecuted, the D.A. will usually step in and say, you know, no, this is we're not going to file charges. Um, we're not going to prosecute this person. But in this case, it was the, the, the D.A.'s office and this detective working together since the beginning mm. of the case and um I don't know why they wanted Draco. The only, I, I, you know, you can, I can have a dozen theories. Use a trophy. He's brash. You know, he's definitely outspoken. He'll admit himself. He's an asshole. It's just kind of his <laughs> demeanor is that he really is not the kind of guy who's all too worried about what you think of him. So right. I could imagine certainly he could have sort of rubbed some people the wrong way on a personal level. Definitely. I mean, I, but on, a, on the other, on, on another personal. Great guy. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> I, uh, you know, Draco's a good dude. Mm. And, um, you know, I got to know him pretty well going through trial for two months, you know, eight hours a day sitting next to a person, going, visiting him in jail, talking on the phone, reviewing every, all of the discovery and things they were alleging. Um, you know, he's a guy who's come up from nothing, mm. created something for himself and uh, has, you know, our criminal justice system trying to take everything away in, in a way that just isn't warranted, isn't justified. Um, so, yeah. Are you representing uh, any of the other members of the Stink team? Because a, a, a lot has been made about their situations being even sort of more severe. I know Ralphie the Plug has already pled uh, guilty to something, right? He's already accepted some years. No, so so uh -huh. you know Ralphie Ralphie is is a real um, uh, example of like tragic collateral damage of their focus on Draco. So mm. the focus on the Sting team really was all about getting to Draco. And so, you know, earlier you, you said that some of the members of the stink team were involved in violence. 
that's actually not accurate. That's not what's been alleged. It was credit card fraud yeah, that they charged I mean, it Rousey was like with, right? glorified petty crime, mm. right? Things that would be misdemeanors, things that you go to, you know. Most average L.A. teenager type crime that, ever that it, you would never expect to be wrapped up into this sort of case. Right. And that was, I mean, that was part of the, I was like, and they're like, they're a gang of. Sorry. <laughs> People walking around upstairs. Not the best studio we got here. Eh, it's all right. It's nice. <laughs> it works. Um, yeah. No, but like, you know, they went after all of these guys so hard. And um, there was a video um, where uh, somebody had tagged uh, right. Fuck Too Snitchy mm -hmm. about um, a guy who was stink team that had given some information to the police. Um in a music video. Right? And they treated that, what, like witness intimidation or something? And so, yeah, and they, they used all these outtakes and everybody's laughing and joking around. And, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not witness intimidation. It was like a group of young guys screwing around and just kind of um, slamming a friend who had done something dumb. Right. And so they tagged the witness intimidation uh, with a gang enhancement. So... Now these guys are facing life in prison mm. for for tagging, <laughs> tagging a wall, mm. and not even like I mean, you know, like it's 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 and and they went hard and you know it's not like generally this is this is such low level conduct and mm. in L.A. where you have actual crime and actual violence, right. The amount of resources that has been spent prosecuting these guys um, has been, you know, outrageous. And so Ralphie went, they joined him with Draco and with the other uh, defendant at trial. And he went through trial and was actually uh, convicted on, on, on some counts relating to uh, burglaries. I think he was acquitted of the vandalism and he was acquitted... Um, of the witness intimidation, I believe, to my memory. But, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. What do you, th from your perspective, what needs to happen in Draco's upcoming trial in order for him to avoid the majority, the, the long sentences that are being thrown around? Like what, what, what needs to be proven that, what, that didn't take place this prior trial? So this, this is what you were talking before, or you mentioned before that I didn't actually follow up on about the benefit aspect, right? Right. And so um, the thing in the, the, the allegation is that um, the he somehow benefited because a killing that he didn't know was going to happen um, happened, and uh, that improved his reputation and it was beneficial to him. Um, and this was, you know, there was L.A. gangs involved here. The individual that was killed was a member of the, the Bloods. And, um, you know, for somebody like Draco, being accused of, of killing a, a member of the Bloods is not a benefit. Mm. Right. That's that's pretty would, much a death sentence. Would make his life very complicated. Yeah. Very complicated. And, you know, I think there's there's certainly been um, repercussions since then, since people believed the, the the prosecution theory and said, oh yeah, Draco had something to do with this. Mm. Um so, you know, it's it's 
the there's there's a way that these gang cases are prosecuted and and they say every, you know everybody everything is for the benefit of the gang but this is a little different when they're saying that somebody who had nothing to do with the killing benefits right and they say because Draco's name is Draco the ruler he's the leader of the stink team gang mm. right which you know we like the instinct is to, to to laugh about it if it wasn't so serious because it seems so, you know, farcical. But right, that's life. Are we supposed to believe that Master P is really some sort of military leader of the No Limit <laughs> Army? You know, you know that that and that's the thing. And um, I think that I'm 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 glad the Guardian piece came out. I'm glad that people are paying attention. I'm glad that. Um, you know, I'm glad that we're doing this and mm. we're talking about it because, you know, to the degree that this prosecution is allowed to continue and he's going to trial, um, you know, I'm confident, but anything can happen in the trial. And, you know, when you have a, a, a an office like this, the, pros the prosecution in this case, um, not doing the right thing, mm. right? I think I think the right thing would have been not to prosecute him in the first place, but certainly not to retry him. Mm. Um, then I think really people, um, it's it, it's helpful that people are know about it and are educated and can speak out and reach out and, and, and try to stop the prosecution right. before it happens. Is there anything realistically that people at home could do to like raise awareness about this? Do you imagine that the, the conversation about this case could potentially reach such a fevered pitch that the, the, somehow higher ups in LA would be forced to maybe step in and say like, Hey, maybe we should have some more eyeballs on how this case is being tried. Like, do you see that as a possibility? I mean, so part of what I see underlying this reprosecution, um, is actually, uh, a, an article written by, by Jeff Weiss and Fader. Did you have a chance to read that I did. one? Masterpiece. A very, a masterpiece, yeah. beautifully written, very long but extremely um, unkind to the prosecution and law enforcement. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, whether it's fair or unfair, you know, uh, I don't think, you know, nobody's called into question the, 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 uh, the truth of it. Right. Um, so um, I, I get the sense that they were really badly embarrassed by that article. They mm. lost in a very public way at trial. And so um, really there has to be something that changes the momentum, mm. right? Because, you know, we're speaking about it and people are, um, people in the activist community and the civil rights community they are- They seem to start, they're starting to really get interested yeah, people in this, are, right? Yeah, and, but it's, 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 I think people after he was acquitted of everything kind of like, okay. And I went back to San Francisco. I'm like, I'm done. That mm. was great. You know? Um, but then, you know, then when they refiled it, everybody was like, Whoa, this is not right. Right. And yeah. it, it's interesting too, because I mean, you've got like a Meek Mill who's sort of become the face of criminal justice reform in terms of hip hop and everything. Meek Mill is a huge name. He's a huge money earner for these corporations. And he's got people like Jay-Z behind him. When you look at Draco, Draco's like a god to LA, but he's still more of an underground rapper. He doesn't necessarily have these huge industry cosigns to go to bat for him. He doesn't have, you know, uh, the, the mega high-end lawyer 
years, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you're largely <laughs> doing this out of the goodness of your heart. Am, am I correct in that? It's not at my normal rate. I right. think that's, that's fair to say. Yeah. Now those challenges, it's like, you know, as a lawyer, um, I, I, I run my own practice, so I have the opportunity to do cases that I consider important. To me, this is a really important case. Uh. And so, uh, but I think you're right. You know, I think that um, in the greater community outside of the world that we're speaking in now, it would be helpful to have some some light on it, which is why I was glad to come on to, 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 to this program. Um, you know, I think that L.A. rappers, I think they should be paying attention because you know, Draco's the test case. Mm. And if they can get away with it here, like think about everybody. Open. Think about every rapper, any rapper you know in LA. And if they have, you know, and I'll use air quotes, gang affiliations, and one of those gang members kills somebody, this opens the door for the prosecutors to start prosecuting people that don't have anything due to do with the, the killing or the violence. And, you know, there's a, there's an aspect where, you know, prosecutors are like everybody else. There was a, you know, was the, the timing was really interesting here. The, there was that L.A. Times article about Draco um, that was like on the front page of the, I think, the style section of the L.A. Times that came out right before they filed the murder case. Mm. And, you know, it's a trophy. He's a trophy you know, a big, a big fish for, for them to try to take down, I think. And I think that added some, you know, motivation or, um, encouragement to, to them to, 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 to go after him. We have to just get to the point where it's, it's more beneficial for their public image to just leave the shit alone instead of retrying it because you know, they're humiliated because they didn't get them the first time around. So they're like, right. Oh, let's double down. Let's really, go for this again. We just have to get to the point where it's so embarrassing that they right. realize that it's time to just abort ship and leave the guy alone. I think that's exactly it. You know, I mean, I work with prosecutors all the time and you get the range and there's some, some good prosecutors, good people that are doing their jobs. Um, this has been really like from a lawyer legal perspective, um, and I, there's a lot of people in the legal profession that are very well respected that are outraged by this case. Mm. Um, but, you know, for them, the, the, for them to refile um, and, and the way they did it, I think, was really disturbing. You know, we showed up last month for sentencing, not a word beforehand, not a courtesy call to his lawyer and saying, hey, which is normally what would happen. Hey, look. You know, this is this is the office's decision. Here's why. Um, they showed up in court with the the two detectives, who were, um, you know, they were having a like it was it was really uh, it was hard. They were having a good time in court when they read out that they were refiling the charges and, and mm -hmm. the detectives who, you know, I guess I understand it was a it was a humiliating experience for them. They had they got beaten publicly, but they should, never should have brought the case. Right. It's so painful that he's sitting in a cell through all this. He's sitting in a tiny, solitary confinement cell, um, which I think you, you probably read about in the article or have heard about. Right. Um, because he tweeted uh, or that his dreams had been broke, crushed, and I'm going to take all my music down. 
And then he wrote, thank Detective Hardiman, right? Right. And so, you know, that's all he tweeted. Some of the fans wrote, you know, fuck Detective Hardiman. You can't say anything about anybody online without expecting some percentage of your fan base <laughs> to, to find that person's account and message them and say, fuck you. Right. That, twe that tweet, I believe it was, that Draco posted actually was so sad so depressing because right. you're realizing that this is a guy that we all know to be a tough strong guy really regretting that he had ever tried to become a rapper because it had gotten him into this situation and they that that he had genuinely wished that he had never tried to become an artist because yeah. it has been used against him so mercilessly yeah absolutely i mean like it, it it took all of the accomplishments that you know if it wasn't a rapper i mean like somebody achieving that level of accomplishment mm. and then saying you know we're going to use that accomplishment that that artistry and we're going to imprison you for life and the, they i think i think you nailed it he spoke from a place of pain he spoke from a place of uh you know just um you know, there's a there's a part that being in jail, you you know, I've just know this from from clients over the years. It's 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 not a good place to be. Draco's, mm -hmm. you know, Draco was in um, you know, general population. I think he was okay. And right. then he tweeted this, and the detective went and went to a different judge, not even our judge, and got him placed in solitary confinement. Uh in Suge Knight's old cell. I guess Suge had just moved out uh symbolic. Yeah, um, but it's 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 there's high security in the jail, but this isn't high security. This is solitary, mm. and so he's locked down um, 24 hours a day, except for a couple of breaks where he gets to go out, call his lawyer, you know, um, gets to go out outside into the yard a little bit, but is in one of those cages, mm. like he's um, you know the leader of uh, the Mexican mafia, you know, some some large powerful prison gang for tweeting you know i'm taking my music down and and thank hardeman and mm -hmm. he's remained in there for eight almost nine months now and you know we've asked the, the the judge to 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 you know undo all of this to let him out but you know it's been to no avail and you could easily imagine a scenario in which draco was on house arrest sitting in his house with a fucking ankle monitor on waiting out the last nine months and that maybe being an acceptable Thing, right. but that's that's not the case no instead no. he's by he's, himself in a he's cell. by himself um i think that was there was something interesting that was raised in the article that was actually kind of resonated with me which was about um when we actually went to trial and you know going from a tiny cell where you can reach out and and touch all sides to being in a giant courtroom and you do, you're doing jury selection so there's like 80 people in there and they're all staring at you and it was it was tough because it you know solitary um there's plenty of studies that how it impacts your body your mind your mm. heart i mean it's considered torture by amnesty international and other international organizations but and there's a lot of movements in the reform uh community to to disallow solitary but mm. That's how he's been living. And I'm sure a day or a week of solitary is brutal, but I mean, nine months is nine months. He's I, you know, I've uh, there's the side of him. You know, I think you're saying he's an asshole, but he, like I've gotten a lot of respect for him mm. because he's been able to to, to handle it and manage it um, with 
uh, just a degree of strength that I think you rarely see. Like right. instead of letting it um, break him, and he's had some tough times, but he's yeah. he's you know focused and and um, focused on on you know if, if we have to go to trial, focused on winning again. But um, it's it's been tough on him. Right. So when is your estimate of when he's going to be able to uh, seek justice again in a court of law? It's been pushed back, right? Well, we're seeking justice tomorrow morning tomorrow in, morning, in, okay. uh, in um, Compton Courthouse. So what we did was file a request um, to the judge to use her powers as a judge to dismiss it under a, a section of the penal code called 1385. Uh-huh. And so a judge has this power um, when either it's just in the furtherance of justice, which seems like a pretty fair case here, or when no reasonable jury could um, rec- uh, convict somebody. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm also realistic, right? right. Um, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love the judge to step up, but that's a pretty, you know, challenging thing to do when the DA's office is so invested in this case. Like, this is, this has become like project for them huh? i mean it's it's more than a pet project they you know they have spent so many resources have you know multiple attorneys working on it um yeah it's it's the it's been their baby and you know i think maybe a better hobby would be in in order than, than trying to give a man life in prison for something he didn't do for sure yeah i mean i guess we'll see what happens tomorrow and Regardless, we we got to keep trying to keep the the chorus of people who are talking about this. We got to keep making that grow one way or another. Whether it's just finding more and more big names that we can get to comment about it, or just creating more and more of a public outcry. And anybody who, who's sort of works in the journalistic world, I mean, yep, yep. the 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 Guardian was great. I right. mean, I can imagine a scenario where if this really goes as far as it could, that we could see the New York Times getting interested in sure. talking about it and sure. stuff. Because these really are like very far reaching implications. It's not just one man's struggle. They, and, right. Absolutely. And and you know the thing is when that case happened in San Diego, that that was national. Like that that mm. was in the Washington Post and all over the place. Everybody was talking about it. It's kind of, it's a little bit harder to do the story. They're doing it again because it was such an outrage then. And then also, you know, Draco's Draco and he's 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 not um he's not changed his attitude, you know, towards kind of speaking out or or being uh, he, being silenced by 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 this prosecution Mm -hmm. and so i think um you know he he's he's rough around the edges i think to some people but that's that's you know that's the core and the soul of hip-hop is people coming out of um you know tough areas broken areas areas with over policing with abuses against the citizens and 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 coming out and making art out of that and so yeah you know and this ain't no regular rapper either my man draco is crazy if there's anybody who's just watching this purely from a sort of social justice perspective just know that one of the finest men to have touched a mic in the last however many years in la in particular that's what i hear <laughs> um all right anything else that people at home should know or, or things they should keep in mind if they want to support him or no i mean i think i think you i think you really nailed it is is um you know injustice in the dark if nobody sees it right um that's how injustice flourishes and 
Um, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for your support. I know Draco is. Draco's talked about you a number of times over over the time I've known him uh, as as an important and and good dude in 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 the rap community. That's 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 kind of really helped elevate L.A. hip hop in a way that I think L.A. hip hop and rap needed to be elevated. So. You know, really, we just need the word out. We need people paying attention. We need people, you know, on social media. We need people talking to the DA. We need mm. the people in power to say, hey, you know what? Um, you had your shot. You gave it everything you had. It didn't work out for you. Move on. You know, it's not even, a, you don't even have to get to like, you didn't, shouldn't have brought the first case in the beginning. Or What's it's done like, is done, right? What's yeah. done is done, but like, let the man go home. This mm. has been too much too long and just um it's it's brutal what 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 this has done to to his family and and to his soul just when they you know when they announce that they're gonna try again to give him life so mm. um keep spreading the word and i appreciate uh you having me here no, no, i appreciate you coming in let's definitely uh keep making noise about this thing great thank you appreciate you man yep. hey this has been no jumper coolest podcast in the world check us out on youtube soundcloud itunes like comment and subscribe and uh Go support Draco the Ruler, I guess. Listen to him on Spotify or something. Go follow the man on Instagram. There Show him go. some support. I'm sure he's hearing about it from somebody. Thank you. Appreciate y'all.